so glad you're here. What we had a wonderful uh, pastors' conference, our uh, yearly uh, convocation, they call it. It's a World Ministry Fellowship. It's a fellowship that the Lord's House is a, a member of, and uh, it's just a, a, just such an honor to have. It is actually a world ministry. We have as many uh, members overseas as we do local uh, throughout the United States. But we had a wonderful, wonderful time. And our staff, I trust, was blessed. We went to a lot of church. We heard a lot of good preaching. I told them one day, I said, y'all have heard more preaching in one day than you normally get in a month. But uh, it was such a blessing. We were so honored. Uh, uh, Brother Gage and Sister Nicole, would you guys stand? They are now licensed ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, give them a hand clap. And uh, we're so, so uh, proud of them. And they've they've been missionaries and they've been working on their journey. And uh, we're so proud of them. And so uh, now we're going to begin a new relationship. I'm going to be their oversight uh, pastor. And we've got to go through a lot of things in the next two years before uh, they can be ordained. And so it'll be a blessing. I mean, you may be seated uh, this morning, guys. We're very proud of them. And uh, just following and saying yes and just obeying uh, the Lord and, and all that He has. And so we're just um, just just so uh, so excited about what God's doing. Amen. I want to talk to you today uh, a little bit about the power of God. How many believes God has power? Have you ever felt powerless? Have you ever seen a situation or circumstance and you wanted to do something about it? You wanted to fix it, but you were powerless to do anything about it. There's so many things in the world that we look at and, man, it breaks our heart and we want to fix it, but we're powerless. We don't know how to do it. But I'm here to tell you today that I serve a God that is not powerless, but He is powerful. We serve a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. And so I just want to spend a few minutes today talking about the power of God. God is in the life-changing business. Do you need a life change? Do you need circumstances changed? Do you need things in your life changed? Do you need your mind changed? Your heart changed? Your thing, something in your body changed? Amen. We serve a God. He is able to fix what's broken. He takes a heart that is broken and shattered and He puts it back together again. Amen. God is able to take that which is broken. Amen. And fix it. Take what's bent and straighten it out. Anybody need straightening out? (laughs) He can take what's shattered and put it back together again. See, God is truly in the life-changing business. He, what we can't do in a lifetime, God can do in just a moment. Amen. When the power of God, amen, comes upon your life, when you invite the power of God, amen, in, amen, God's power working in you can do more in seconds than you can do alone in a lifetime. So many years people have asked me, Pastor, uh, how can I change my life? I really want to change. But but I I don't know how. I've tried and I I just can't do it on my own. Well, you know what? There's never been a truer statement. I can't do it on my own. 
So many people don't come to church because they're waiting till they get straightened out. They're waiting until they uh, overcome situations. They're waiting until they get over that addiction. They're waiting until they get out of that lifestyle. They're waiting until they fix all their problems. I'm telling you today, don't wait anymore. Come just the way you are. You can't fix yourself. But God has the power to fix you. To transform you. To save you, to heal you, to deliver you. We cannot change ourselves on our own, but through the power of God, all things are possible. So don't wait, come just as you are. You are welcome at the Lord's house. You see, the truth is, I mean, people, we, we, we go to seminars, we go to conferences, we just went, came back from a conference, and uh, we're looking uh, far away. Basically, we're looking for somebody to fix us. We always come away disappointed when we're looking for someone else to fix us. We're always looking for a strategy or a word or a key that we can do that will change things and fix us. And we get excited and we get, you know, we, 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 gotta, we get a plan and, man, I'm going to do it. And it usually lasts a few days, few weeks. But when we try to do it in our own strength, we get weary. And we quit. We give up. Anybody ever been there? Yeah. But God has the power to transform us. To change us. You see, the word power, it, it, it occurs in the Bible, in the New Testament, 101 times. I mean, speaking of power, and the word where we get the word power is dunamis. I mean, in, in, in Acts, Jesus said, when the power of the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That word power there is dunamis, dynamite. How many knows there's power in dynamite? You just got to light the fuse. I'm telling you today, I'm believing God. My watch is telling me it's time to breathe. Let's all breathe. Apparently, I was preaching too fast and wasn't breathing. It thought I needed to breathe. <laughs> Why is it vibrating? What's that? Breathe. I'm so glad I have something besides my wife that tells me what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and tells me when to stand up and when to breathe. And listen, I'm going to be nice because she's got to take care of me for the next couple months. <laughs> Power! Everybody say power. power! Man, we need the power. We need dunamis. We need dynamite. Something to explode on the inside. How many of those dynamite changes things? <laughs> you don't ever light a stick of dynamite and after it's gone off, things look the same. It will change. It blows. You know, it's amazing. I was up through South Dakota, up in that area, up a crazy horse, uh, um, Deadwood, Mount Rushmore. Thank you very much. And uh, they're working on. They were working back then on on a crazy horse. Uh, this horse and everything, and and a lot of that's done with dynamite, strategically placed. They begin to form that rock and mountain and they know what it's going to look like. But there's sometimes there's things in the way and they strategically put it in the right place, the right power, and they detonate it and they 
get some of that stuff off and it begins to change and form. I'm telling you, I might just be a big old lump of rock today, but when the power of God begins to work in my life, He begins to form me. Don't always feel good. In the process, I may not look good. But I'm telling you, thank God, He knows the finished product. Got to go there and and look at the picture of the finished product and look through the binoculars up there at the mountain and watch them work. And that's been years ago, so there's no telling. It probably has taken shape and looks great now. Uh, But dynamite, power, the power of God working on the inside of us, aiming to change us. I love Paul in Philippians 3.10. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. I'm I'm afraid this week I'm going to get to identify a little bit with the fellowship of his suffering. I'm not looking forward to it. I like the resurrection part. How many likes that part? Man, I like that resurrection part. But man, I don't nobody likes the crucifixion part. I don't like the pain part. I want to be fixed. I want to be healed. I want to run again. Uh, But it's the process we don't like. I'm not looking forward to cutting bone and breaking bone and cutting tendons and nerves and pins and play. I'm not looking forward to all that. But guess what? In the end, when I'm healed, I'll be well. I won't be limping around here and hopping. I'll get to dance and run and I might be able to keep up with Pastor Marcello now? Probably not. I like this contemporary English version. It says, all I want to know is Christ and the power that raised Him to life. That's all I want to know. I just want to know the power that raised Christ from the dead. I want to know Him. Even the same power that raised Jesus from the dead over 2,000 years ago is available to you today to transform your life. Maybe you're in a dead grave situation. Maybe you've been crucified by life. Maybe you feel helpless and hopeless. But thank God when the power of God comes on the scene, life comes transformation comes. What can God do by His power? God's power can cancel your past. Does anybody in the house today need a past cancellation? Anybody need a do-over? You see, God's power is strong enough to cancel our failures, our mistakes, our sins, our regrets. Listen, when I say cancel, I don't mean that it never happened. It happened. We lived there. We did that. We endured that. What I'm talking about is not to deny it happened, but saying, God, I need your power to come and transform me and deliver me from my past. And in spite of my past, change me, forgive me, wash me clean, and use me. We all have a past, but thank God we all have a future. But by the power of God, our future is different than those... Who don't experience His power. His transformation. You you ever got halfway through a project? You ever started painting a room? And about halfway through, step back and look at it and go, 
Man, I hate that color. I wish I'd have picked another color. You ever got a haircut and looked in the mirror and thought, man, I wish they'd have done that different. But guess what? There's some things that you can go get another gallon of paint. You can change the color. You can do that. Hair grows back. Eventually. <laughs> but the fact is, we've all been in a situation where we wish we could start over. I'm telling you, I've just been enjoying so much. Of course, we've been in a lot of church, but uh, I get up early, stay up late. I've watched a lot of Olympics. Man, I'm watching all of our... I love these new names that are coming up we've never heard of before. Our little girl, uh, J- uh, Jacoby, from Alaska, 17 years old, in the pool with Ledecky. Everybody's talking about Ledecky. She's won so many things, but nobody was talking about Jacoby up in lane one. Amen. There's only one Olympic-sized pool in the whole state of Alaska. She works out in a little 25-meter pool. And nobody was expecting, including her, that when she touched the wall, she was number one. Gold. She turned around. And when she looked up at the board, her face, her she couldn't believe it herself. I love the stories of triumph, of people giving their all. And what I love is all of them, so many of them, are having their personal best. Oh, I'm telling you, but there's, I promise you, there's a lot of them that are there wishing they could get a do-over. Hey, can, can, hey, can, can we do that race again? <laughs> hey, hey can, I, can I try that again? I messed up. You know, in, in situations like that, you don't get to try again. You're judged on what you did that time. But thank God for grace and mercy that no matter how many times I've fallen, amen, God will give me another chance. I can get up and get a do-over. His power cancels my past. We've made so many mistakes. We want to wipe it out and start over and failures and problems and bad decisions. And we've suffered from them. Some of you today are suffering still today from bad decisions in the past. There's people sometimes that can't get over their past and they continue to live there and it, it affects their present. Ruins their present opportunities. They live in a constant state of regret. Saying if I'd only done this. Or if I hadn't have done that. If I hadn't have made so many mistakes. And they're tormented by painful memories. And they can't get past them. But God says that's unnecessary. You don't have to go around. Uh, amen. With a load of guilt. Bearing you down. Uh, amen. Keeping you from your destiny. And your future. Amen. God says in Colossians. God says he has forgiven all of our sins. Uh, and canceled out every record that we had to pay. Hallelujah. I love it. This version says, When you were dead in your transgressions and uncircumcision of your flesh, He hath made you alive together with Him, having forgiven all of our transgressions, and has canceled out the certificate of debt, consisting of the decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. 
Can I tell you today? I had a debt. I had a debt of sin. I had a debt of regret. I had a debt that I couldn't pay. Amen. But He took that debt. He took that bill that I couldn't pay. And He nailed it to His cross. And it said, paid in full. The power of God is able to cancel your debts. Listen, God didn't come. Jesus did not come to rub your sin in. There's a lot of times we make mistakes and fail and there's people around us, they're there to rub it in. Look at you. Look what you did. Look, Oh, I'm telling you, Jesus came to rub it out. (laughs) Uh, He came to cancel my debt. He came to wipe my sins away. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Can I get a big amen? didn't come to condemn me, but He came to change me. A clean slate is possible. This will kind of age some of you. I think they still make them. Anybody ever play with an Etch-A-Sketch? I like that Etch-A-Sketch. I used to have one. And, and you turn the do- dials on both sides and you, know, you try to draw pictures and it's kind of hard to draw you know, with straight line, it is all messed up. But guess what? After it's all messed up and the picture's ugly, thank God, you just take it and you turn it upside down and you shake it a little bit and all that sand in there just erases all of those markings and you get to start over with a clean slate. Thank God. Amen. The etch-a-sketch of my life. Amen. I made a mess of it. But Jesus just takes my life and by His power just shakes it up covers and gives me a clean slate Bible says whatever mistakes we've made when we come to him he wipes our slate clean he said in Hebrews 10 22 let us draw near to God with a sincere heart full of assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water I tell you, today he wants to wash your pass away by the power of God. Amen? God's willing to forgive you. How many, how, how many believes God's willing to forgive you? How many is willing God is able to forgive you? Well, why, why won't you forgive yourself? There's some of you out here today that are, you're, you're beating yourself up. I, I love, we, we heard there in conference, and I, I, I'm going to preach it. Elias got me the PowerPoint from Dr. Bill Bucher, and I'm going to preach his message to you because it was life-changing for all of us uh, uh, about uh, the difference in performance or relational uh, relationship with God. And I'm telling you something. <clears throat> As we left there, Amy said it was great, but how do we do it? I said, no, that one I don't know. It's a great revelation, but how do we do it? I'll tell you how we do it. By the power of God. But there's a lot, there's a lot of good information that I, I want to share with you uh, when I come back. But as we draw nigh to God, if God's willing to forgive us, but there's so many people that beat themselves up daily over things that God has already forgiven and forgotten. You don't think you're worthy. You don't think you can do anything. You, you, and, and that's the devil's business to uh, condemn you. But listen, the Bible declares that there is now. Everybody say now. Right this minute. 
No condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Listen, Jesus was crucified for you. Stop crucifying yourself. Get up. Your sins are forgiven. The power of God amen, is able to restore you. Cancel your past. The power of God doesn't just cancel your past, but it helps you to conquer your problems. Anybody got any problems? Besides the one sitting by you. <laughs> we all have problems. Everyone has problems. I have problems. You have problems. I mean, I mean that's, we live in a world, Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. I don't know why it is we think that we're just going to go through life and never have a problem. But the difference in the Christian life is that we have somebody walking with us through our problems. We're not alone. He is there to help us and He is able to help us conquer. The real problem uh, is that most of the time we don't trust God with our problems. We think we can handle it. But what does that happen? What does that do? It leads to fatigue and frustration. Man, I've been trying to fix my problem, but I can't. And the more we try to fix it, usually we do what? Make it worse. We mess it up. I mean, there's things that we need to give to God. And, uh, but you know what? I know one man said, uh, and we've heard this before, he was sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you get to the place to where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, when you begin to say, Lord, I've tried it all. I've done it all. Thank God you have canceled my past, but now I need help conquering my problems. Because in this world, I have tribulation. Some of it is from other people. Some of it we bring on ourselves. The Lord, thank God, He'll help us with all of them. Amen? There's so many people that live lives that literally are out of control. They, don't, they, they, they have so many problems, so many situations, so many circumstances. You ask them, how you doing? They say, well, I, I, I'm doing pretty good for, my, for the circumstances. You know, circumstances are kind of, they're a lot like a mattress. If you're on top of it, you're pretty comfortable and at ease. But if you're under it, you'll suffocate. You don't belong under the mattress. You don't belong under your circumstances. Your circumstances belong under your feet. We as Christians can take authority. We have authority as believers, amen, to speak to the mountain and it'll move. Amen, but what we've been trying, we've been trying to move it with our own strength. Some things are unmovable. Through the flesh, it, it takes the spirit. You, you say, but pastor, you don't, you don't know my problems. My problems are huge. My problems are big. Hey, Amen. I'm just here to tell you this morning, my God's bigger. We serve a big God. How big is... Listen, if you're talking to God about your problems, there's the situation. That's the, wrong, that's the problem. You need to stop telling God how big your problems are. And you need to start declaring to your problems how big God is. God is bigger than any mountain. It's bigger than anything. My God is able. He is able. What shall separate me from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, sword. Fam what? No, 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 no. Nothing, nothing. Everybody say nothing. 
nothing can separate. There's no circumstance, no problem. Amen. That can separate you from the love of God. He loves you. You've got to stop trying to handle the problem on your own and start asking God for His power and His strength. The father looked out the window and saw his son, about two or three years old, trying to pick up a big rock. And he struggled and he struggled and he worked and he, he did everything he could and finally he just sat down and began to cry. And the father went out there and he asked him, he said, Son, have you tried everything? He said, yes, Daddy, I, I tried. He said, have you used all of the power that's available to you? Yes, Daddy, I tried everything. I can't move it. And the father said, but you haven't tried everything. And he, he said, little boy looked up at him like, what? And the father said, you didn't ask me. The father just reached down and picked it up and moved it out of his way. So many times, I mean, we're, some of you are here today sitting there crying. You've tried everything. It's too big. You feel like it's unmovable, but you haven't tried everything the, that's available to you. We have the power of God available to us today that we have not because we ask not. Ask in faith. And He'll move every mountain. God is able to cancel your past. He is able to help you today overcome your problems. And God can even change who you are. He can even change your personality. He can change your mindset. He can change, amen, everything about you. Amen, listen. So that, that, you, you, do you know mean, bitter, ugly people? I mean, they're just snappy, bad attitude. Listen, that's not what God's called us to be. You say, but pastor, how do I change? How, how, how does my words become sweeter? How do my thoughts become pure? How do my works become cleaner? Listen, only through the power of God. But God can change you if you want to be changed. He enables us to... He cancels our past and helps us with our problems. But change... Changing myself. Changing the way I think and I act and I talk. So I said, I tried that. I went on a diet one time. I tried that. Didn't work. Tried to change my thoughts. I'm only going to think good thoughts. That lasted a few minutes. Then somebody pulled in front of me in traffic. And that's right out the window. I'm not going to act ugly anymore. I'm not going to get angry anymore. How long did that last? I'm not going to yell at my children anymore. I'm only going to speak sweet to them. How long did that last? It works fine as long as everybody else is acting nice. Problem is, we've been trying to change ourselves from the outside. We've been trying to modify behavior. Listen, I'm telling you, we need a heart change. 
Listen, our sins have been forgiven. Our debt's been canceled. God is here to help us with our problems, but He wants to go beyond that, and He wants to change our heart. Oh, listen, it'll make you a new person. It'll transform your life. Isn't God... There's a two-step process. Step number one, we find in Corinthians, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So many people try to go through programs. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to modify that. And we can modify our behavior, but we still feel the same. People go to prison and, and don't, they have habits and addictions and they don't do those things for 20 years. And they get out and they'll do them the very first day they're out. Why? Because they never change. Their heart never changed. Their mind never changed. They modified their behavior. But today God wants to change your heart. He truly wants to make a new you. People look at you and go, Who are you? You look the same. Your features are the same. Except there's a smile on your face. Where there used to be a scowl. Your words are kind. Your actions are right. Your... What's happened with you? I've been made a new creation. I'm not the same old man or woman I used to be. I'm a new person. I've been, Jesus said, you must be born again. You can be born again today. I'm not talking about reincarnation. I'm not talking about, you're not going to come back as a a, a cow or a, a bird. I love the story we heard at, at, at conference about the professor. He loved birds. Loved birds. So much so that on his test, one of the sections he taught biology, one of his tests and one of the sections was all about birds. And on the final exam, he put a whole bunch of pictures. Sister Donna like this. She's a bird watcher. But how would you like this test? All he did was put pictures of bird legs. And you had to identify the bird by the legs. One of the students looked at those legs, looked at all that. It was so frustrated. He got up and walked up through that test on the desk and said, I, I, I'm not doing this. It's stupid. The professor said, well, young man, then I'll just, he picked up his grade book. He said, well, you just get an F. He said, by the way, what is your name? And the young man said, you tell me. <laughs> I was sitting in church at the next session by my pastor friend. We were sitting there and the pastor was preaching. And I looked over at him and he pulled his pants up and said, what's my name? I looked at him and I said, Harry? <laughs> I know we should have been listening, but...
you must be born again. We need a change, a life change. And we can't do it on our own, but the power of God. Amen. When we're born again. Amen. We were born once of flesh. We were born into sin, shapen in iniquity. But Jesus Christ, amen, paid the penalty for our sin. He died on a cross. And He said if we confess Him as Lord and Savior, He will come into our life. And He will make us new. We're born again into His image. Into his likeness. He said don't be conformed to the world. But be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind. I love this. In the the, the message Bible. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture. That you fit into it. Without even thinking. Instead fix your attention on God. You'll be changed. From the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants you to do and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to the level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. I'm telling you, the world around you tells you, don't worry, just, 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 just be what you are and like you are and you don't need to change. Amen. But the Lord says, come on, let me transform you. Let me make you into my image. Let me make you, amen, loving and kind and gentle. Amen. Let me make you like me. Let me help you to love people, to see people through my eyes. Thank God my sins are forgiven. Thank God He's got my problems under control. But I want to, heart change I want to be like Jesus I want to know him not just in deed and word I want to know him in power there's so many people they want to change how many how many wants to change there's some there's there's something I mean just fill in this blank <laughs> I would like to change There's all there, there's something every single one of us. There's something about us that we'd like to change, and we always say, "I'm going to change that." But we have one problem. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm the greatest at it. I don't know if there's anybody better than me at this particular thing I can do it ask my wife I can do it like no, none other I'm better than you at it I promise that's procrastination I live by the motto why do today what I can put off till tomorrow <laughs> aren't we all good at that Thought about going to the gym while Marcella was gone, but then I thought, oh, well, I'll just wait till he gets back. So I did. I'm going to change that habit someday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I, I, I love, I remember, uh, oh, what's his name? Brother Johnny's Judd. Jay Starrett, Brother Starrett. 
he came through and preached a message and I loved it. Uh, Basically, here's the story. Uh, Moses, he goes down to deliver the people of Israel uh, and, and they're in bondage. And he goes and says, let's my people go. And, and Pharaoh says, no. So, you know, he started doing all the plagues. I mean, he changes all the water to blood so nobody can drink water. They go down and he does this and does that. And then he comes and, and he says, okay, uh, let my people go. And he says, nope, not going to let them go. And he said, okay, frogs everywhere. I mean, frogs everywhere. Frogs. I mean, there's frogs in your bed. There's frogs in in, in the ponds, the river. I mean, a massive amount of frogs. And the king calls for Moses. Come. And Moses gets there. What do you want me to do? Get rid of these frogs. And Moses says, okay, when do you want me to do it? He says, tomorrow. (laughs) So, so Brother Starrett preached a message on one more night with the frogs. Why did he not say right now, get rid of the frogs now? He said, tomorrow. I think we can handle one more night with them. But listen, that's exactly how we do. When are you going to start working on that? Tomorrow. It's always, I mean, listen, the, our biggest enemy is ourself. It's not the devil. It's ourself. When do you want to start allowing the power of God to change your life? When do you want to change? Tomorrow. I kind of like these frogs. <laughs> I, I'm going to enjoy these frogs one more night and then tomorrow you can make them go away. I'm going I'm, I'm to keep my attitude <laughs> I'm going to keep this addiction. I'm going to keep this problem one more night and then we'll work on it tomorrow. No, 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 no. Could, could, could we say, Lord, right now. Today is the day of salvation. Can I get a big amen? Let's don't wait till tomorrow. Procrastination. I put so many things off and that's why these last two weeks I have literally killed myself doing every project because I don't want to be sitting in my chair thinking about things I need to do. Sir Leia's so happy, though, because she got a new faucet out of it. I've done everything. I mean, I've been to the dump. I've cleaned stuff out. I've, we fixed, finished the closet back there. We've done, I've done stuff here, everywhere, trying to get everything. But because, and you know what? They were all projects that I've had a long time. I've just been putting them off to a more convenient day. Because today's too hot. The next day was too cold. That day was too rainy. Today the Olympics are on. I can't. Listen, you're always going to find a reason to put off what needs to be done today. Change. When do we want to change? Right now. Jesus, take control of my life. Take the good, the bad, the ugly. Take every part of me. Open my heart. Lord, I need your power Today, Can I get a big amen? Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. So do you want one more night with the frogs or had you like God to do it today? Lord, just, you know, let, let, let me live in my sin one more day. Let, let uh, my past, uh, as bad as it is, let, let me just have it one more day. No, I'm ready to get it canceled today. Amen? Because you know what? 
The Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. Now, I, I have no fear. I, I know they're going to put me to sleep and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to come home and everything's going to be fine. But guess what? If I go to sleep and wake up in heaven, that's okay too. It's going to be tough on my wife. But she'll get a new husband and get over me. It'll be all right. But you know what? That's, that's not what I'm believing for. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be smooth. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to recover. I'm going to come back stronger than ever. But sometimes we've got to go through some things. We've got to endure some things. You've been enduring some stuff. You've been going through some stuff. You've been bearing the weight of some stuff. And today, first of all, God wants to cancel your past. Don't live in the past anymore. Some of you are hurting so bad. The devil is beating you up constantly over your past. I'm here today, today God wants to cancel your past. Wipe it away. Forgive it. Some of you have got some really major problems. Whatever your problem is today, I'm here to tell you it's not too big for God. I don't care what's happened. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad you've sinned. I don't care. You're watching today. I don't care. Maybe you've killed somebody. God will forgive you. Maybe you're in prison watching this. God will forgive you. Maybe you stole something. Maybe you lied. All those things. No. It's not pleasing to God's heart. It's caused you trouble. But today God wants to cancel that debt and forgive you. Maybe you say, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've done. Well, you know what? Instead of you telling me what you've done, let me tell you what Jesus did. He died so your sins could be forgiven. You're watching me today. Maybe you had an abortion. You're racked with guilt. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus loves you. He loves you. He forgives. He restores. He heals. Somebody contemplating taking your life because your past is so bad. How could someone love me? I'm telling you today, Jesus loves you. Whether you're in this room or you're watching online, Jesus loves you. He'll cancel your past. He's paid the penalty for your sin. He will help you with your problems. He'll deliver you from that habit or addiction. And He'll change your life. He'll make a whole new person out of you. Do you want that? You've been trying to do it on your own. And you failed miserably. But today, you just need to let Jesus do it for you. He's powerful. He's the only one that can. All over this building as we stand to our feet. If you're watching with me, stand it right where you're at. I'm going to ask you today if you need prayer. You say, Pastor, I need my past canceled. Pastor, I need some big problems handled. 
Pastor, I need a life change. I need the power of God to transform me. I want you to step out of your seat. I want you to take a step of faith today. I want you to step out by faith and just come and stand around these altars and let me pray over you today. Come on, Pastor, pray it. Sing it, Pastor Cody. You're worthy of it all. Come on. Yes. Yes. To you all things. You deserve the glory. Oh, you're worthy of it all. Come on, tell him you're worthy, Lord. You're worthy of it all. We're about to pray. Anyone else? From you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Come on, let's just let's just handle these issues today one at a time. You're here today and you say, Pastor, my life, my past is full of sin, full of regret, full of mistakes. I can't pay for them. They're too many. I need my debt canceled. My sin forgiven. Maybe you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. Maybe you haven't. Today's your day. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. If you're watching me right now. Would you pray this with me? Those of you in the house. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner. I've sinned. I've failed. My debt is high. I can't pay it. I can't fix it. I can't redo it. But I believe today you died on the cross for my sin. So Jesus, I ask you, forgive me. Forgive my past. Forgive all of my sins. Jesus, come into my heart to my life be my Lord be my Savior be my friend Jesus deliver me from habits and addictions set me free by the power of God Jesus my problems are big but I realize today you are bigger so today, I put my problems in your hands. I've tried to fix them. I failed. But today, I give them to you. I ask you to take my problems. The weight, the burden is lifted off of my shoulders. I give it to you today. Everybody just lay your hand on your heart. Dear Lord, you live in me now. I'm your child. But I need to be more like you. I ask you 
by your power. Transform me. Transform my mind, my thinking, my vocabulary, my heart, my actions. Change me into your image. I'm a new creation. The old me is gone. I'm a child of the Most High God. Let me begin to walk and talk and live like I am. Not in my own strength, but in your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah.